When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is an emergency episode of the Betches Up podcast where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I think we all know what we're here to discuss. Sammy, where were you when you found out Gwyneth had been found not (laughs) (laughs) not responsible? (laughs) I okay where was I when I found out Gwyneth was not guilty I was at dinner uh with Aileen and Jordana and Kate our chief creative officer and David our CRO so it was it was dramatic because when I found out Trump was indicted was just a few minutes before when I was in my mom's apartment with Aileen actually we were sort of killing time between work and the dinner you know working on the morning announcements I'm like there are no stories today and then I actually got a text first. We had the news on, mm-hmm. on mute in the background, but I, I got a text first, like indicted. I was like, wait, what? And I looked Who at the, the TV. I'm like- Who was the person to text you? My friend Alexa. She sent me like 15 messages, like exclamation marks, <laughs> indicted. Happened. Yeah. But it was very unexpected because they had just said that the grand jury was not going to be meeting again until late April. So they really like, I they faked him out. I heard that he yeah. was like on the golf course, wanting about how, uh, gloating about how he was. Alvin Bragg had no case, and then surprise. Where were you, Elise? I was genuinely surprised as well. I was little. I was just at home cooking dinner. Danny was walking the dog, and I just organically saw it on Twitter. I, I was looking at it, and then I some I saw like a. Blue checkmark tweet that was like, he's been indicted, but I'm like, you can buy those now. I have to, to <laughs> double check this. And then it was like, yeah, it. there was like one article up. It had just happened. And I was so, I was just like, ah, oh my gosh. I called my mom um, and like sent a gazillion text messages. I think I sent you like 15 exclamation yes. points. Um, yes. I, I turned on the news immediately and like literally just stood at the door waiting for Danny to come home so I could be like, Danny, it happens. Um, and then amidst posting and reading and watching the news, I got the Gwyneth news as well. And I I do want to extend an apology to Gwyneth because I think I kind of thought that she did ski into that man. And it 
she didn't ski into that man and she wishes him well. Yeah, I mean the facts the facts definitely seemed to indicate that she skied into him, but when you hear more about the case. It seems that she was rightfully exonerated agreed, from the agreed. collision. And um someone who I do not believe will be exonerated is of course the subject of our podcast today. So <laughs> it's really crazy that that happened both within like 20 minutes of each other. I know. I, I, I know it was very funny for both of those things to happen like just kind of concurrently especially since like all the social medias were like flaring up at the same time like even twitter felt like it was back a little bit that's like like moments like this are what twitter i will miss once it does descend into like whatever elon's trying to make it right i know i i it feels a little unfair that we get all this excitement at one moment and then you kind of only get half the excitement per thing i wish they would space these things out for our own yeah, sake. Yeah, though I I do think the Gwyneth, like, her being found not responsible was made – the entire trial has been so funny, and then it was made a thousand times funnier by the fact that it came out right after the Trump indictment. So, as I'm sure every single person listening to this episode knows – Yesterday, a Manhattan grand jury that had been investigating former President Trump over a payment of $130,000 made to adult film actress Stormy Daniels less than two weeks before the 2016 election, they found that there was enough evidence to indict him. He's been indicted. Uh, Daniels had an affair with Trump allegedly in 2016. I mean, I guess not allegedly because Michael Cohen fully went to jail over this. And yeah, pleaded I mean, he's guilty. An un- Before today, he was an unindicted co-conspirator, individual one. Do you remember right? like when the Betches Up podcast began before it was even yes. a podcast? We were watching. It started with Stormy Daniels and the hush money payment. And it's first of all, we miss Amanda. Let me just say, Amanda, we miss yeah. you. We wish you were here truly. Yeah. But second I, best I option. I want to let you have your vacation, but yeah. It is crazy that Amanda's on vacation. (laughs) I know. How could this happen while Amanda's away? (laughs) But no. So, I mean, it is is pretty full circle that we are here, if you're an OG listener, talking about this, the two of us. Because I I seriously remember, like, distinctly watching Michael Cohen appear before Congress in the original Betches podcast room. This is the OG – Trump scandal, aside, like concurrently with Russia, kind of, because Russia was always also happening. But this was the first one with like hearings and all of that. And I, at first, I don't know, I've, I've gone through a lot of stages. At first, I was like, I can't believe this is the thing that is going to get him indicted. But then I realized like the legal, these legal processes are so long that it actually, it, it's not that surprising that the thing that is the first fucking thing that happened is now just getting to an indictment stage. Whereas the stuff in Georgia and all, I mean, literally all of his other criminal behaviors are taking, uh, they're, they're going to take a lot more time. That's true. They're post-2020. This case had actually, Alvin Bragg was um, elected as the Manhattan DA more recently, originally this case started under the former Manhattan DA, Cyrus Vance Jr., who basically this case went away for a little bit, so much so to the extent that when I did the first Extra Extra episode and I broke down all the investigations into Trump, I didn't even break this one down because it wasn't happening. Then Alvin Bragg brought it back. So it kind of had its own 
maybe one day we'll find out what went on between like why it went away and then why it came back. Um, I imagine that is something we will eventually find out. But there are apparently – they don't know the exact – I don't think the exact number of counts have been reported, but there are around 30 counts, 30 Ooh. charges in this indictment Ooh. document. That so, is so crazy. <laughs> that is so many charges. I mean, yeah, you. It, it really just speaks to the fact that – and again, we haven't read the document. We don't know what case they have, but – I can't imagine you come up with 30 charges without a fairly strong case on maybe 15 of them at least. I also just feel like I don't think you move forward with a case and an indictment against a former president unless you've got some receipts in the bag for why you're doing this. Like this is such, I mean, it's an unprecedented thing. It's, a huge move for this like DA and jury to make that like it would not be happening if there was not some pretty serious evidence, starting with the fact that Michael Cohen pleaded guilty and went to jail and served jail time and was disbarred. (laughs) And has now since testified to this grand jury something like 18 times. He was giddy yeah. yesterday. I don't know if oh. you saw him, but he was oh, like. Oh, <laughs> he okay, yeah. was gleeful on the news. And he's also very, he's so funny too, because he's like, but I want to remind everyone that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But he did do it and I saw it and <laughs> and today's an amazing day. I'm like, you're, he's. He's He's a a really special figure. Yeah, and that's what it was reminding me of, too, because, again, this goes back to when we started this up and Michael Cohen was, like, this central figure. And what a figure he was, the way he always called him Mr. Trump. Yeah, Mr. Trump. (laughs) Mr. Trump. (laughs) I um, With him, it's so interesting because when he was, I mean, back in 2016, 2017, he was, like, a real bad guy. And he kind of, I mean – he didn't really have a choice, I guess, but he got out of there early. To, so in some respect, he was kind of like a little lucky because he's kind of been rehabilitated. I've, you know, heard him on TV a bunch. I've listened to his podcast. Like he really seems to have kind of turned around as a guy. Yeah. I wonder, again, I'm like, he definitely only turned around as a guy because he got roped got up arrested. into this. Into, yeah. <laughs> res- yeah. Arrested and disbarred right. and like had to pay $50,000. But it is funny the way he was like, he went from being like Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump to like now being his, like the linchpin to his potential downfall. So I think we should go into like the specifics of the case again, in case anyone doesn't remember. So like I said, Daniels and Trump had an affair in 2006, Trump's former lawyer and fixer, which is another thing I always remember. They were like, Michael Cohen is Donald Trump's fixer. I'm like, Let's just stop there. Why what are you, you fixing? <laughs> what are you fixing? Why do you need a fixer? 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. So he was Trump's lawyer. He negotiated and transferred money in exchange for Daniel's remaining silent about this. Um, Isn't there also another woman, Karen McDougal, who's like a Playboy playmate? So at the same time, there was – or at a similar time, there was also another affair that came out. I think this is – this is – the Stormy Daniels story is specifically important because technically this is – a campaign finance violation and there's business fraud because they falsified mm-hmm. records. They wrote this payment as like legal fees because Michael Cohen paid it out of his own bank account. <laughs> and then Trump paid him back for it. And so that's – so it's – there's like business fraud. There's falsifying business records. There's um, doing that for – to cover up another crime. That other crime would be campaign finance violations because he did this to prevent it from coming out. Um because of the election. And the mm-hmm. reason we know that is because of, if you remember, national the former editor of the National Enquirer, uh, David Pecker, he was actually like the bridge between the story and the American people because they employed this technique known as catch and kill where instead of a reporter finding out a scoop and then publicizing mm-hmm. it, they will find out a scoop so that they cannot publicize it for mm. whatever means they are trying to achieve, whatever their agenda is. Wow. So Pecker is the one who got the story about Stormy Daniels 
and Karen McDougal. Pecker's Trump's friend, and he was Michael Cohen's friend. So Pecker's the one who got the story, killed it, and then enabled the hush money payment so Stormy Daniels would not speak about it right before the election. And Pecker just, just testified on, I think, like Monday. <laughs> So, yeah. and I mean, also Stormy Daniels says this happened too, which is another like important element to this. Like Stormy right, Daniels right. has been very clear that like, yeah, he paid me $130,000. Also her bank balance says that. So it's hard to argue with the bank, you know? <laughs> I mean, literally, yes. So like you said, Michael Cohen negotiated this transfer of money and then was reimbursed with a check signed by Trump himself. The famous signature. Uh, his signature is so recognizable, too, uh, which is wild. But And the Trump organization classified the reimbursement as legal fees. So falsifying business records is a crime that carries a sentence of up to four years in prison if the false claim was made to cover up another crime, which... I the campaign believe, yeah, finance. The campaign yeah. finance law would be the crime. But we don't know yet what all of the criminal charges is are. I mean, it seems like falsifying a record will probably be in there. Um, I bet there's like four or five types of charges. And then there's individual like things that they did that created new charges is my guess. Um, yeah, that but, makes sense. But that's like without really knowing because I don't think there's going to be like 30 separate crimes. Imagine if there is. <laughs> I mean, he he certainly committed that many crimes in his right, life, but, but I don't but know if they were related to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's not un, it's not unheard of for me to for someone to be like Donald Trump committed thirty crimes. I'd be like, okay, but I don't think they're all related to this. Yeah, I just want to speak to the Stormy Daniels of it all because again, this is so you think about it, it's like this hush money payment to someone who agreed to have sex with him. It's not even like it was non consensual. So it's it's yeah. like. You have this, but it is somewhat satisfying because his crimes against, like, the female gender, like, his sex – his alleged sex crimes have gone so unnoticed relative to his insurrection crime and, like, the documents and all this other stuff. Yeah. But I find it really satisfying that this was kind of – this will be the one that everyone remembers. Even if there are more indictments, people are going to remember this one. And I do want to tell you where Stormy Daniels was when this news yes. broke. She was apparently horseback riding when this news <laughs> broke and she got Glorious. the news and then everybody, you know, started blowing up her phone. So, I mean, is there anywhere else you'd want to be That's like riding the a most- horse? Yeah, that's a glorious image of her just like, I don't know if it was sunset, but it was around sunset, depending Depends- on where she was. I'm just imagining her at sunset, like wind in her hair just absolutely glorious i really like i think on the a, horse but yes better but actually good yeah. i think that's a really great point about the fact that like there is a poetic justice to the fact that it'll be related to his like crimes against women that yes. he first goes down because yeah i mean and again if we're talking about original trump scandals grab him by the pussy it was the thing that was supposed to take him down and it didn't and, and like, and also if you talk about the results, like the most long-lasting impact of the Trump administration, it is that he hired – he got these judges the confirmed Court. that overturned Roe v. Wade. I mean yeah. it is not really – it doesn't really help that uh, the Stormy Daniels thing is happening when you think about like all the consequences of that. But there is a little bit, a twinge 
of justice. Of poetic justice. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. Um, so let's talk about where Trump's at. So Trump's currently in Florida. He must surrender himself to the Manhattan DA's office next week to face arraignment. Uh, his lawyers have said that he will surrender. I saw that his lawyer was like, he's not going to be handcuffed. Um, if he doesn't surrender, he would be extradited to New York, and that would require the signature of a judge or Governor DeSantis. And DeSantis has said he's not going to assist in an extradition request, but that would really only like delay that that would really only delay things um and it would ultimately he would get then like scooped up at mar-a-lago by a bunch of cops and taken into custody which i i would love to see but i don't think is what he ultimately wants to have happen i just can't again i hope i'm wrong do you see this man just like walking into the courthouse and being like sure i'm here you know It's so, that is such a great question because I feel completely down the middle of like, obviously his entire legal team is going to tell him you have to just surrender, surrender in a normal way. There is a version of this where like he negotiates with the Secret Service, with the NYPD to like do this literally in the dead of night so no one knows and takes pictures. Like there's that version. But then there's also the version where he's like, come and get me motherfuckers and like holes up in Mar-a-Lago. And I, again, because he's such an impulsive person, I think it really depends on like his state of mind on the day. (laughs) I completely am with you. I also could see a situation where like he gets on the plane and then he's like, turn it around. Oh, you know, God. like, I, I can, or take me to Moscow. Like, he's I can gonna have see- to be put in a straight jacket on that plane. Like, he's just gonna be like, like rolling around, <laughs> like trying to open the door. It's like the branch, it's like the Brangelina flight, but like, just yes. him. He's fighting himself. Yes. Like, absolutely. Like, I just would never, I can't imagine a more miserable thing. Speaking of being like, fly to Russia, I, I have always thought, so, okay. At the end of the Cuban Revolution, when it was clear that Fidel had won and, like, was going to take power, the ousted dictator, who was, like, very bad as well, Batista, he just, it was actually New Year's Eve. He just flies, he flew away in the night to Spain with a suitcase full of money, and that's just how he did it. And I think there's a non-zero chance that we get Donald Trump flying away in the night with a suitcase full of money. I, I mean, think you go to Russia. A suitcase. <laughs> Look, there's a suitcase full of money somewhere. Absolutely. It might be in Ivana's grave. We don't know. There's probably <laughs> several suitcases full of money everywhere. There's several yeah. offshore bank accounts. The guy is, trust me, he doesn't have like a lot of money in the technical sense that like the people can trace, but the man has money around. He has yeah, access. He can get a suitcase full of cash for sure. In a that sec- would be very funny if one day we wake up. His stupid plane that says Trump is gone, that grave is completely empty, and he's just like (laughs) at the Kremlin chilling. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready 
in less than 30 minutes. Oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes. Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash feverdream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. The existence of DeSantis in all this is so interesting too because you have DeSantis who like has to play on Trump's side a l- enough so that mm-hmm. – but he also wants him to not – to be out of the race for president because Trump can – by the way, if Trump's convicted, he can still be president, FYI, um, which is crazy. But if – but with DeSantis, it's like he has to walk this line of like not – of like taking Trump's side but also like he wants to knock him out. And then Trump doesn't want to look like he's relying on DeSantis to save him. So no. So there's like this sort of – give and take there. What I also found interesting, I agree 100% that like, this is ultimately good for DeSantis because DeSantis's best argument to like stay Trumpy while running against Trump is to be like, love Trump, great guy, best guy, my favorite guy. He's got too much baggage because of all of these unfair George Soros backed DAs, blah, blah, blah. So that's like, this plays exactly into like what he needs to do. What I think is very funny is that in both of Trump's statements yesterday, there was like one long one and then there's the truth social one where he just ends with so sad, which I think is really funny, <laughs> where he's felt indict- indicted, indicated. Anyway. I think that was both on purpose of those- to get us to talk about it. Yeah. I'm also just like, whatever. He's not going to spell anything right. His He does the boomer capitalization thing. I'm, I'm like beyond that in my Trump yeah. criticism, though it is funny. But what I think is very funny about both those statements is that in both of them, he says uh, they've indicted a former president and by far the leading Republican candidate for 2024, which is a dig at DeSantis in both of them. So, like, he found a way to try to talk shit about DeSantis in both statements that he put out yesterday. Both of the statements that he put out include within them this, like, He's not DeSantis, and DeSantis can't even touch me. And DeSantis is nothing. So sad. And you know why I think that that actually is good for us because we want Trump to be the nominee, correct? Like he's 
way. I go back and forth because the last time I said that he won and was the president for four years. So, like, <laughs> yeah, like, but I, but, but I think that in this circumstance, I kind of think it would be better. He's lost every election. Like, you know, these election deniers are not working. We've seen that yeah. now for three elections. So, my feeling is sort of like, you're, we're a little better off if it's Trump because then let's say you get something that crazy happens to the economy. I don't think people are going to vote for Trump. I think that they would still or, – or not even the economy. Something crazy happens, period. I don't think they would vote for Trump to handle that. Whereas yeah, Biden I, is more like susceptible if, if DeSantis is his opponent to a crisis. Yeah, it's like I do think ultimately I feel like DeSantis is a scarier nominee on some level, but again, the trauma of 2016, I just can't ever, I can't let the words come out of my mouth to say, like, I think he'd be, I think Trump would be a better nominee. I I hold that trauma still. I understand. <laughs> I understand. And I, I feel that, except now I kind of am like, you gotta, like, because, yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't really see it, but I do, my point about these tweets is that the reason I think Trump will beat DeSantis is because even in these interactions, he still dominates him. You know, even while he's getting fucking arrested, he's still dominating DeSantis. He's still kind of like, I don't know what, what what would be the right word for it. Like he's trying to he's, be the aggressor still. Yes. I Well, I think also what the two statements say to me is that like, the DeSantis issue is at the forefront of his mind at literally all times. He is very upset that mm. there is this other guy that people like and is getting all of this attention, even though he does still poll significantly ahead of DeSantis in all these Republican-based polls, which is what he's referring to in all of this stuff. But it is definitely a peek behind the curtain at how much space DeSantis is occupying in his mind that he is indicted he becomes the first president ever to be indicted, and he cannot make a single statement without including a subtle dig at DeSantis. It's clearly really bothering him. <laughs> so, so do you think he's going to, like, maybe barricade himself in Mar-a-Lago? Like, because now we still – he's supposed to arrive on Tuesday. That's a long time from now. Like, there's that's a lot of days for things to happen. And then we still don't even know what the conditions of his bail are going to be because that's going to be set at the arraignment. Do you think they're yeah. going to take his passport then? Like, is he – do you think they're going to consider him a flight risk? I, th- I think they should. I think so. <laughs> really I mean, if I'm the should. judge. <laughs> if, I, if it were me, I would consider him a flight risk. Uh, I mean, I do think that, like – like, I don't think he's going to be, like, put in jail. No, like, th- no chance. Help- no, there's no chance of that. I, I don't even think he's going to get put in jail if he's convicted. But that's a yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Cohen actually his sentence was all like house arrest, basically. So like, Trumps will be too. They're not going to yeah. send a Secret Service to the agent ja- yeah. to go be no. in jail because he would be prison. he would be trapped at Mar-a-Lago, which is kind of perfect what for he him wants in to a be way. Anyway. Yeah, it's like it's like what he wants is to like be the king of that weird castle, but. <laughs> Um, you know, I really, he is such an erratic person who sometimes will listen to advice, but other times will not. There was that one New York Times article that came out last week that said he was like 
obsessing over the idea of his perp walk and like to the point of maybe wanting one because of all of the fanfare that might come. It also, that article also said that he was like blasting Phantom of the Opera at Mar-a-Lago, which I think is really funny. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm like, if he convinces himself that he should stand his ground and try to create some crazy violent uprising on his behalf and that he should try to like that it would benefit him in some way to show the unfair treatment of your former president. If he decides he wants all the attention, which is why he did all of this. We're all here because he wants the attention. So (laughs) like it's, it's hard to say it's hard to imagine like that that isn't on the table for him to be like come and fucking get me i okay the man grabbed his driver on january 6th to take him to the capitol you think he's gonna do like a plane ride to new york like that's what i just don't understand like i don't see how they're saying like yeah he's cooperating look maybe he'll surprise me maybe there's been some personal growth but i i can't see the one, the person who physically tried to be get himself to the Capitol, yeah, for a coup is just gonna be chill about this, right? And like, this is kind of the like it's reverted, right? Because like he needed someone to take him to the Capitol in order for what he wanted to have happen. That's why he grabbed the wheel. But in this instance, we have to get him to go somewhere. Yeah, and so he can <laughs> refuse. Or, like, are they going like, to physically like? Are you like? That's you, what I wonder. He's a large man. I he do want to note. I do want to note. We're going to all notice in the mugshot eventually. Is that I think he has lost weight. The man is on a Zempic along with his ah, number one. So funny. Along, I mean, allegedly, and my, I'm he's speculating on he's on Ozempic or Wagovi or Manjaro. <laughs> he and DeSantis are both dropping the pounds like it, it. They have been on Gwyneth Paltrow's diet. I swear, these two are. I would. There is no chance. I know men lose weight quicker than women, but there's no chance these two aren't taking. The medication that I mean, is available for weight loss. <laughs> yeah, that that would certainly not surprise me. Um, he, yeah, it's just tough because obviously his legal team is going to tell him you should surrender yourself. We can do this in a very chill, proper way. That like you you can leverage your privilege to have this done in a way with like minimal fanfare and like damage to yourself in your case. But that New York Times article that said he that talked about him blasting Phantom said that while he was obsessed with the perp walk, he didn't fully like grasp the severity of the charges against him either. So if that's the case, maybe he doesn't surrender himself. Well, again, there's, this is why I'm so uncomfortable with the amount of time until his arraignment, because there's, there's 72 hours where he can be on the phone with whoever He's on the phone with figuring stuff out like this would make the best movie ever. This like three day span, just watching him. I, w- I would, I can't even tell you how much I would pay to, to watch what he's doing right now. That guy who did Diana and Jackie should do Trump on this. Three Those movies <laughs> like, sucked though. So it's like, I, so I know, but I feel like that. I feel like that style lends itself. Cause that's the way he does it is like, it's always like, 
a, a white woman in distress, like in the most <laughs> distressing three days of her life, having like a horror show. I, it, I feel like yeah. his style lends itself to this. Did you happen to see just one more one more um, response? Did you happen to see Don Jr. going? Oh yes, and he's like, oh yes, this make this would make Stalin blush. This would make Pol Pot blush. Oh, I saw this on your story, and I was like, this is so I, yeah, fucking funny. I saw okay. it in real time. Yeah, they were like, we're cutting to uh, the former president's son, and I was smoking a bowl in my office, <laughs> and I ran into the other room to be like, oh my god, it's Don Jr. And yeah, he goes, this is. Like communist level shit, and then he's like, Stalin would be happy, Pol Pot would be happy. When did you learn about Pol Pot, Tom Jr.? He, you can also see like how hard his brain is working to like say stuff. He's not a smart boy. How much cocaine is going to be consumed? You know what? Maybe not cocaine. How many stimulants are going to be consumed by the Trump men in the next four days is what I want to know. I mean, a lot. A lot. There, I I, tr- I mean, Don Jr. looked insane on TV last night. <laughs> they're, already, they're already calling their dealer for another uh, – to be upped again. Yeah. I mean – for real, for real. His uh, there's no Adderall shortage at Mar-a-Lago. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all is. That's why we're yeah, in that, Adderall. Shortage. That's why we can't get it because it's all at Donald Trump's abode. Yeah, man. I mean, it it's unprecedented. It is crazy. Uh, we're obviously going to provide more updates here as we have them, but he is supposed to turn himself over next week, and I guess we'll see. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned, everyone. And uh, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Sage. And this was an emergency episode of the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.